Servus Freunde, my name is Jimmy Cage and since you have asked me to continue my book reports on Kalki's epic Pony and Selvan, well, here I am. Just a few days ago Mani Ratnam's movie adaptation was finally released, which I thought was alright, but overall I was still rather disappointed. By translating a story from one medium to another, you of course have to make certain choices. It was actually quite nice to see certain moments from the books on the big screen, but altogether what ended up in that almost 3 hour long movie didn't really amount to a particularly engaging or cohesive experience for me. Not a bad movie, but just slightly above average. If you'd like to hear Dennis, who liked the movie a lot more, and myself talk about it for almost 50 minutes, please check out our movie review here. Before the movie was released, it was assumed that the first of two parts would cover approximately the first three books in Kalki's five book saga. Just looking at the page count would suggest that, because the fifth volume is basically twice the size of the other ones and once you have read the first three books, you are about halfway through the entire story. Which is why I tried to finish the third book just in time for the movie and as a matter of fact, I did. But for that I had to read it in a much smaller time frame than I completed the first and second book in. I basically rushed through Sword of Slaughter, which is the title of the third book, in just three days. Fortunately it never felt like a chore for a second, because Kalki's writing just continues to be nothing short but wonderful. On the same day that Dennis and I watched the movie in the evening, I have also read the last 180 pages of the book. Only to find myself being rather surprised in the theater that the first movie only covers the first two books with only some very few elements from the third already incorporated into it. Mainly the reveal that there is this young child among the Pandyas that they see as the rightful Chakravati. Which honestly is one of the coolest reveals and most atmospheric segments in the book. It's once again one of those situations in which our hero Vandya Devan more or less just stumbles into a pretty important situation. And if I have to criticize something about Kalki's awesome tale, it's maybe that it happens quite often that our characters just meet each other by chance. But maybe those places were just smaller than I assume and maybe it's just that at that time Earth was just way less crowded than it is today. And honestly, these many lucky encounters kind of add to the story's charm and lighthearted nature. Though there seem to be darker touches in this third book. I mean the title alone, Sword of Slaughter. I really like how we slowly but surely learn more about the players that are acting mostly in the shadows, the Pandyas. How they are making their way back to the top. And since they are in the minority, they have to be clever about it. They have to carefully make their moves. With Nandini at the helm of course. But I should probably go back to the beginning for a second or tell you about my overall thoughts. Which, as you might suspect, are once again super positive. It is just an ongoing pleasure to keep reading Kalki's story, to spend time with these awesome characters and see where everything is leading us. Since this is already the third book report, I don't think I have to keep repeating myself too much and speak too much about the form. But just to check the box, the writing is once again so much fun. It's easy to follow and yet so rich. It's just delightful how Kaki weaves this ever-growing net of characters. How he describes situations, how his remarks are so full of wit and humor. After the second book Whirlwinds was mostly set on Ilankai, we are now back in Sholanadu, exploring the aftermath of Pony and Selvan almost drowning at sea. I don't really want to go too much into the details, but just point out some of my personal highlights. 
For once, we are finally really, or more, introduced to Madhuranta Kateva, the one the chieftains and even Sundarachola himself plan to place on the throne. And in best Kalki tradition, he almost apologizes at the beginning of the Madhuranta Kateva chapter, that he is only now introduced when you regard the importance he has for the story. I just like these small touches in the narration that point to the narration itself. This is also one of the few elements from the third book that was included in the first movie. This confrontation between mother and son, in which he is asking what kind of mother she has been. It's really intense and Kalki gives us so much about these two characters. Semyon Madevi and Madurantaka. Which unfortunately only led to a really lackluster and shallow scene in Mani Ratnam's adaptation. But in the book, I was really surprised how much Madurantaka is painted as this bitter villain who just has to sit on the throne. It injects the tale with yet another fiery element in my mind. Another highlight for me is that book 3 showed some strong transformations in the characters of Vandya Devan and Vanati. I liked how much Vanya Devan has been impressed by his encounter with Pony and Selvan. Everything happening so far has been occurring in a rather narrow time span, and yet you feel the effects and importance of those events. And Vanya Devan meeting Pony and Selvan on Ilankai and quickly becoming friends had a big effect on him. After having spent most of his time going through life by bending the truth significantly, mostly to get out of some truly precarious situations, he has now vowed to always stick to the truth. Which is a nice development for his character and it also just leads to some really fun moments. And Vanati, who has been this very shy, constantly fainting young girl, gets really into the spotlight in the latter half of the third book. And her confrontation with Anbil Anyududa Brahmayara, who is the Prime Minister, and who also gets a lot more attention in the third book, their encounter towards the end is really tense. In general, I thought there are some very suspenseful and atmospheric moments occurring in the second half of the book, with both Vandya Devan and Vanati. Unlike in the previous one, Whirlwinds, this one ends without a big action climax. But I have to say that in the last two or three chapters, there are some truly wonderful dialogues about love. I absolutely love the conversation between Pungarali and her cousin Sentan Amudan. And last but not least, Sword of Slaughter also reveals a lot more about that certain mute woman that goes by the name of Umairani. As the story progresses, it becomes clearer how pretty much all the characters are connected. Now I can't wait to continue my journey with the fourth book and then the last one, but I think I will also take a break for now. At this point I assume you are interested in my thoughts about them, so I plan to make two more book reports. But I think I will probably wait for when the second movie is coming out. Now please let me know your thoughts about Kalki's epic story. What are some of your favorite moments from the third book? You can hit me up on Twitter, Instagram, Letterboxd and also on Patreon, simply at the Jimmy Cage. And if you enjoyed this episode, please give me a thumbs up, share, subscribe, whatever you like. And make sure you hit that bell for all I have to tell.